love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. What the world needs now is love. More love. Stars literally aligned. He's always been the one. There's someone out there for everyone. I'm Nancy Regan, your host on the Canadian Love Map. We are on a journey to uncover and share love stories of all kinds. He's never forgotten to bring me flowers. We're hoping we're going to give a little good news to this world. Even in these dark times, the life continues to go on. It's all about compassion, devotion, adventure, and of course, love. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs love. This is the Canadian Love Map. Well, love is the most important thing. As I'm like having a drink, I look on the fridge of a friend's house and I say, I just need to date a guy like that. Someone who's spontaneous and funny and doesn't take themselves too seriously. And they were like, um, actually, that's Steve. So I wanted someone who also was really authentic and didn't put on a mask hiding who they were. All I knew was that he was somebody who was authentically himself and that really excited me. Today's love story belongs to Alyssa and Steve. Couples are often asked, how did you two meet? And these two might just have the best answer ever. It involves a party, a Christmas card on a fridge, and a scantily clad bachelor with a huge sense of humor. This is the Canadian Love Map. Alyssa and Steve, I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. And I wonder about those just listening, thinking, hmm, what are these two wearing? I've never had that concern during an episode before. <laughs> Thank you for having us, Nancy. And yes, we were fully clothed today, um, just for you and just for the listeners, because, you know, if you want to look at the cards, uh, you're welcome to, but we don't need to put it right in your face. Not that we didn't debate wearing <laughs> or not wearing some of our former costumes, but yeah. Oh my gosh. You two have produced so many images that create joy in the world. And you have a very, um, uh, I don't know, unique way of sending out love at Christmas. So we want to get into that. And I guess we better start with Steve. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so Nancy, uh, way back in the day when I was just a single man, you know, I was just um, all by myself on Christmas time. And I found myself going over to family and friends' places and looking at their fridges and everybody's fridge has these nice Christmas cards on it. And I always thought to myself, wouldn't be funny if I just did one myself. So I ended up going backpacking across Europe. And at the end of that trip, I was looking a little scrubby. So I ended up taking what change I had left in my pocket into one of the photo booths, took a picture, and I decided that that was going to be my first Christmas card. So I sent that around to some friends and family. And then the next year, I got a little bit more riskier just wearing or not wearing so much clothing. <laughs> and then it just so happened that a local photographer based out of Nanton, where I was uh, born and raised, she approached me and asked me if she could do it for me. And then that we collab and uh, send out these Christmas cards. And that's kind of how it all started. It was just 
honestly a, a genuine way to try to make people laugh and smile around the holidays. How did you land on her radar, the photographers? So we both lived in the same town and we had some mutual friends. We didn't officially meet until she reached out to me to get together. And uh, we just hit it off from there. Okay. So I have never heard, I guess I've got to get out more. I've never heard the expression doudoir. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, that's so her, uh, the photographer's name is Lori Lurie. And she coined that phrase to me saying how she was doing a bunch of boudoir shoots for like some brides to be, or maybe for some just other ladies that wanted to get some of those photos done. And after she thought about, you know, Steve, this is kind of like the original doudoir. So you're the male version of boudoir, but we're going to call it doudoir because I think that's a little bit more, you know, catchy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Describe to us some of those early cards, if you will. Absolutely. So the one that really sticks out in my mind is when, uh, so I played some senior hockey down and around uh, Southern Alberta and we had some trophies. So I decided to do a pose behind the trophies co covering said parts <laughs> of the body. And uh, uh, the, the photographer was very kind to me, uh, maybe some slight airbrushing, but so it looked like there wasn't a lot uh, I was wearing. Uh, the uh, trophies were covering up my unmentionables. So yeah, the trophy was very strategically placed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then we, uh, we ended up doing a, a hockey shoot on, uh, on a hockey ice where I'd come and blow snow, you know, the old kind of hockey cards back in the 80s, early 90s, where guys would blow snow in their full gear. Well, I did that in just my jock strap. And so <laughs> I had long hair, and so the hair was flowing in the wind, and just they just ended up getting a little bit more risky. And so the year after that, I did uh, like an autumn shoot with a bunch of leaves and my loincloth and my long flowing hair. So basically just my body was out there for everyone to see. And I, of course, I, I loved it because it just makes people smile. Made some people cringe, but I mean, that's the risk you take, I guess. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about the feedback and it must have, the feedback must have grown year by year, as did the shoots. What were people telling you? A lot of people enjoyed them. I mean, of course, you get the odd reaction of like, you know, Steve, I don't know if I could put this on my fridge. I got I got younger kids to think about here. But the most part, it was all very positive feedback. They put up with it because they were hoping, well, next year, I hope he'll uh, go above and beyond. And just so happens I did just because <laughs> I happened to meet somebody to help that department out. So. Okay, so you, you queued up Alyssa perfectly there. <laughs> Alyssa, I want you to take me through the steps that led you to Steve. Absolutely. So I was uh, bartending at a restaurant in Okotoks and I was at a friend's Christmas party and we're having drinks and I was single at the time and I'm kind of like looking to start dating. And of course, like I was just, just in the brink of the Tinder when Tinder started. So um, I'm like, I don't really want to go on Tinder or dating app. So um, I way prefer if someone introduced me to somebody. And as I'm like having a drink, I look on the fridge of a friend's house and I say, I just need to date a guy like that. Someone who's spontaneous and funny and doesn't, doesn't take themselves too seriously. And in my mind, I thought it was like a postcard from like a funny website or something. Oh. And, <laughs> and they were like, um, actually, that's Steve. He's way better looking in person. He raised, he raised $15,000 for the High River Cancer Center with his hair, which is why he grew it out. He just cut it and he's single. And I actually think you guys may get along. 
And we were, I was like, okay. So I finished my drink and it was so great. And they set us up. So, um, but wait a sec, he wasn't on the other side of the room. Absolutely <laughs> not. They weren't able to see He's right over there. <laughs> I want her to make sure she sees my Christmas card. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was completely separate. So yeah, that's how it started as I, as I actually, it was love at first sight. For real, first Christmas card. <laughs> what was it about that card, really, that drew truly you in? Was, it truly was. I'm also someone who's super spontaneous, doesn't take myself too seriously. I'm super out there. I'm also, we talked about it just before we came on, um, if I'm too much for you, go find less, right? right I'm not that wears my heart on my sleeve. and I'm just very authentic. And sometimes that leads to me being silly which is great um, because my authentic self, I love very dearly. So I wanted someone who also was really authentic and didn't put on a mask hiding who they were. And that's what stood out to me the most. It wasn't what he looked like. It wasn't about, you know, I knew nothing about this man. All I knew was that he was somebody who was authentically himself. And that really excited me. Yeah, his pictures scream, I'm comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, we will have so much fun together. <laughs> and eight years later, we've had so much fun together. Okay, so how did the setup actually happen? So our friend, actually, actually our friends connected us on um, Facebook. So I sent a message because I was like, hey, you know, I just wanted to meet up. Didn't get a response. So I responded again. What? Yeah. I, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not I know. Steve, I'm not buddy, what, what, what? <laughs> it, was the, it was the delayed response. It was yeah, all it was part delayed. of the strategy. Oh, okay, okay. Well, five days later, I sent another message saying, it looks like my carrier pigeon got lost in the mail. When are you taking me out on a date? So <laughs> that's where the sense of humor is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went for it and I went for it again. Again, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. So that's how it officially happened. So our friend connected us, gave each other's uh, in the Facebooks, and then we went on our first date. And yeah, you know you're going to have to take us on that date now with you, right? <laughs> sure. We'll take you on the date. And so much like the um, the first time she saw my, my Christmas card in the fridge and she said, Alyssa said it was love at first sight, it was very much the same feeling when I, I got to this restaurant uh, sat at the table. I made sure I get there early. Um, obviously, you want to make a good first impression. And uh, Alyssa walked through the door and she goes, there's that handsome man. And I catch her eyes and we just lock eyes. And she walked over to my table and sat down. And right from the get-go, I can honestly say it's, I knew I was in trouble. So we have that, <laughs> that drink, that quick bite, some really great conversations. Swap some stories, which made us both really laugh. And then by the end of that date, I, I kind of get in my own head sometimes. I'm like, oh, I really like this girl. I want to mess it up. And uh, but I, I want to make a move. But how do I do it? And she looks at me. She goes, are you going to kiss me or what? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> she opens the door for me. And then it was like, so we had our first kiss. And then she got into her car. I got into mine. And we both talked about it. I started my truck. And I just went, well, that was my last first kiss. I pretty much... They convinced myself of that and turns out it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. That might be one of the most romantic phrases I've ever heard on this podcast. That oh, was my yeah. last first kiss. <laughs> and he's the best. As you can see, he, I think both of us are, have so many different layers. He's very dynamic, right? He's very out there and silly, but he's also very strong and passionate and romantic. And that's what made me officially fall in love with him. Did you get the impression of all of those characteristics in that no. first date? I just thought he'd be a fun time. Honestly, when right. I first met, I was like, I think he seems like he's like lots of fun. But it wasn't until that first date that I was like, this guy has like 
totally different levels of depth and excitement. And he's like very passionate about his work and, and very passionate about uh, his friends and family. And that's when I was like, okay, this is more than just someone who shows off instead of someone who shows up. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That really, that really hit me as I, those different layers that you get to meet. So of course on the card, all I saw was fun, exciting, spontaneous, um, authentic in his own self, comfortable with his body. Right. Um, mm-hmm. there was our first date. That was when all the layers came in and I went home and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. You hit the jackpot. Both of you. Where did the relationship go from there? So it was interesting. The next day, yeah, we go on a we go on a second date, and he's like, "Alyssa, I I feel something intense here, but I have something to tell you. I'm moving to Esteban tomorrow." <laughs> so I I found a new job in southeast Saskatchewan. We're from Calgary, right? And so that's about nine hours away, roughly. Oh, so ouch. I brought her to the small town. I took her around town all the sites in our little 2200 person town and then uh we were having supper later that night and i broke it to her i'm like listen i i really feel a connection here and i want to pursue this but i am moving to saskatchewan tomorrow i don't know what this is going to look like or what's in the cards for us but i'd like to pursue this further if you're willing to to hang on and, and see if we can do this long distance just to see what we can do so and i said you bet i'm not going anywhere um, so we did long distance, but that long distance turned into Steve flying home every weekend. Flying <laughs> or driving home, yeah. So he was driving home nine hours. There was one weekend, probably two or three months into like us officially dating. Cause we went, we went officially, um, exclusive on that second date, which is unheard of for both of us. So this is not something yeah. that usually happens. Um, let's go back to that second date for a minute to walk. Like I'm from the city. I'm from Calgary. He's from a small town and watching this guy who I not only think is like authentic and fun and spontaneous have now realized he has a lot of depth and watching all these people in town, looking at him being like, Steve, so nice to see you. Thanks so much for, you know, volunteering your time for this, this cause last week. Um, older gentleman being like, oh, Steve, like you're such a wonderful, wonderful man. And I was like, oh, so now there's another area here. He's the mayor of Nanton. Okay. Yeah, all implants. I planted all those people. <laughs> yes, exactly. How much did you pay them? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, well, yeah. So we we went to that second date, um, and he flew or drove home. There was one weekend that he drove all the way to Calgary and then all the way to um, Montana for just a weekend to be with me, and then all the way back. So we did that for about six, six months, six and a half months. And he yeah. looks at me and he says, "I like this job." but I like you more. I'm going to quit, come home. And I'm just going to believe that this is meant to be. So I don't have a job lined up, but we're going to see dice. where this goes. <laughs> so he quit his job and moved back to Calgary for me. Um, wow. And when he got back to Calgary, I said, well, I've had a, a three month backpacking solo trip to Europe planned for a long time. So bye. So I went to, <laughs> to Europe for three months like right before he came home. So he came home, he moved home, I came home, and in Europe, you know, I'm that time 22, having a great time, and I just couldn't stop thinking about Steve. So I came home, and we moved in together about a month later. Wow, this is extraordinary. Had either of you ever had, uh, this is a delicate question, uh, a partner similar in, to you in this way? Never. No. First of all, we also never lived with a partner before. This is our first, like, we, we both were 
my friends all, all thought that there's no way I'd ever get married. That's just kind of who I was. I was like, I was a traveler. I was the free spirit. And so was Steve. And then, so when we moved, moved in less than a year after meeting each other, we were, all of our friends were like, um, they did not <laughs> expect this to happen, but we knew from, from day one that it was going to work. Um, and do you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, like the, the biggest test to like moving in with each other is that's where you really get to know somebody. Right. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been dating long distance and, and everything's going really well. And we both like took that leap of faith and just, just relied on each other and really believed in the love that we had created, that it was worth a go for both of us. So when we moved in together, it, it was a very seamless fit. Like we, we just get along so well. And Alyssa's so amazing in so many different ways, like her determination, tenacity, like she's just the most reliable person I've ever met in my life. And that's really saying something. Not only that, she, she cares so deeply for others and she loves deeper and harder than anyone I've ever met. And it's just like, I, I'm extremely lucky to have found this, this lady. She, she saved my life essentially. Right. So, um, moving in together, even though it seemed fast to everybody else, to me, I'm sure you've tested this too. It felt like we've been known each other for 10 years. Yeah. And the exciting part about that also, he quit his job at the time I was a server. Right. So we built our careers together and we really like helped each other skyrocket where we are today. Um, so without Steve, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And. Oh, I would definitely not have the job I have without. Yeah. So building our careers, building our home, building our life, building our family, um, was really, was just like so seamless with Steve. Everything from day one has just felt easy. Um, even though there's lots of hard times, let's be honest. Okay. I'm glad you said that in a way because yeah. I, was, yeah. I was just about to say, we've got yeah. a problem here because if this is going to be a Hallmark Christmas movie, we got to have some kind of conflict or challenge and it's all sounding too easy. It, it, and, and here's the thing. I think obviously in any relationship and any marriage, there's, there's lots and lots of um, ups and downs, right? There's lots of things that you have to go through. Um, lots, including we got married in COVID, right? That the planning the wedding in COVID, we were in together in COVID, we got our careers going, obviously there's things, but the biggest thing that we focus on is that it's us against the problem versus me versus Steve, right? So when there is a problem, even when we're about to start yelling at each other, we're like, is this actually us against each other? Or is there an outside problem that we can fix together? And that's the mentality that we've had from day one is how can we work together to fix the problem rather than try to blame it on each other? That could be the best marriage advice we've ever had on this podcast. Great. <laughs> it works very well. We have we have some really interesting rules that we follow <laughs> as well. Anything? Um, okay, what else are you willing to share? Um, a big one is the 100% rule. Okay, and I actually forget where this comes from, but um, we have like a couple mentors who are in marriages who we really look up to, right? People who've been married for 20, 30 years. And they tell us, um, this this couple told us this, that there's no way that it's 50-50, right? Mm-hmm. It can't be 50-50 all the time. Instead, it's 100. So if I'm having a hard day, I'll go to Steve and I'm saying, dude, I, I'm at 20%. Can you pick up 80%? And he's like, absolutely, right? So that means that he'll do the dishes. He'll get the baby up. Let's flash forward. Uh-oh. Oh, it's spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um but uh yeah finding your percentage is so important so and and communicating that percentage um if we're both at 20 percent, that means we order in food and we watch movies yep. right 
we don't do anything. We don't fight it. We don't fight it. But talking about where you are in that percentage allows you to give a lot of grace to that person because they communicate it. That's another one that we, we do almost daily. I guess it's also being willing to be vulnerable enough to say, I'm only exactly. at 20%. And sometimes it's easier to be vulnerable with numbers, right? Rather than emotions or feelings. Sometimes it's easier just to be like, I'm not doing well. Instead of, can you give me the monologue of why? Just being, I'm at 20%. And just accepting that and helping out the other 80%. What's the other one that you like? The other one is um, the rule of 10. So this helps resolve fights, probably could prolong fights, create grudges. But I think it's a necessary uh, tool that we like to use. So when you move in together, obviously, there's the bachelor guy who has all of his stuff. There's obviously the very successful woman with all of her stuff. And not necessarily like when you first move in together, but as a relationship grows and you're building that life together, what are things that you can live with and what are things that you can live without? So it's like, I had this picture of Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld, big old... The one that you picture in you every know. guy's dorm. Every college yes. guy you've ever been to has this picture hanging above. And I wanted to put it on the wall and, and Alyssa was very much against it. And this is like a great example. She goes, okay, let's, let's try using this tool. She goes, what out of 10 is that? I'm like, that's a 10. It's a 10 out of 10. I'll get rid of it. Nope, so I say, okay, if that's actually a 10 for you, we can figure out a place to put it. You're welcome to put it downstairs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't make you throw it out. Right. So that's a really good analogy of like a thing or even like something about like, um, a values, like what's a value of yours. Right. Mm -hmm. so if it's a one for him, he's like, oh, I kind of think this, and it's a 10 for me, especially like we add in parenting. Right. If it's a one for Steve and a 10 for me, the 10 is kind of with after communication and conversation is kind of the winner. Right. We couldn't share the great stories that we do here on the Canadian Love Map podcast without the amazing support of Charm Diamond Centres. They are Canada's largest family-owned jeweler, and they're proud to be putting love on the map. The folks at Charm Diamond Centres are thrilled to be a part of your love story. So visit charmdiamondcenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. When did you start doing Christmas cards together? So this was after we decided that we were going to take our relationship full time and actually commit to each other, because that was a stipulation. Like if you want to be with Steve or with me, like I've been doing this card for five years, we're obviously going to continue doing <laughs> the card, but I'd love to do this together if you're willing to do it. And Alyssa was absolutely hands down. I knew what I was getting into the second I saw that card on the fridge. So. But I also knew that was a bigger deal than a marriage because I can't be on a card and then all of a sudden nobody, right. and then all of a sudden a new woman. That's right. not going to work. This has to. This, this has is to true work. commitment. So I had to commit to it. So we had a big conversation. Do you want to be in it this year? And I said, yes. And then we came up with our first Christmas card. And that was when we're in toe-to-toe -to -toe flannel or lack thereof. <laughs> and it, it was really well received. We, our friends and family just really enjoyed it. and then. You know, it turned into next year. Like, oh, what are you guys going to do this year? And of course, it was 2018. So the Olympics were happening. So let's do an Olympic themed one. So we did a bunch of different sports there. And then the year after that was when I decided that it was time to, to take that next step. So we had, uh, I'd surprised Alyssa with a little bit of a trip. We're going out to my in-laws cabin out in the, like the foothills, uh, just at the base of the Rocky Mountains here in Alberta. And took her for a drive and took her up to the place that we actually shot the first Christmas card. And we walked out to that viewing point and I got down on one knee and I proposed to her at the 
the spot where we created so many memories. So thankfully she said, yes, we both, um, nobody really prepares you for that moment. Really, <laughs> honestly, like my heart was racing, even though, you know, the answer is going to be yes. You, it's still scary. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Alyssa dropped her knees. We we're both sitting there on her knees and we hugged and kissed. And the next day I had uh, Lori come out and shoot that Christmas card. So the very next day after it proposed is when we did our next Christmas card, which was this year has a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful proposal. Um, can I tell you how romantic he is? Can I give you a little tidbit in here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he had told me when we first moved in together, he had a bottle of wine that he like was very important to him. He had bought it like 10 years prior on like a boy's trip in San Francisco. And he said, I'm going to open up this bottle of wine when I meet the girl I'm going to marry. So as we come down the mountain, after he proposed, we walk in and the bottle of wine is open with two glasses sitting on the table. Mm. <laughs> chills. I just got chills and it's not because you were in a cold environment. Wow. No, it was so sweet. And um, yeah. And then we just spent three days at this cabin, just the two of us, no phones, no nothing, just to kind of like soak that in because I think we are um so public about so many things obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it was really nice to just be just be steve and i um for the actual proposal that yeah. is amazing and i can't even imagine how you top this all off with a wedding <laughs> so you know uh again we we decided to do a longer engagement because being from a small town i come from a rather large family my dad is one of 11 um, and, you know, small town weddings, the whole town's invited. So we had a guest list of roughly 550 to 650 people. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then COVID hits. Yeah. So again, this is kind of the, the trend of our relationship is one obstacle after the other. So we got long distance, we've got unemployment, we've got moving in together and now we got COVID. So we've managed to navigate all these obstacles with, well, Alyssa navigates them all with, with tremendous amount of grace and poise. It's just a testament to her character itself. And um, it, it was difficult, like COVID like was for everybody else. It was very difficult, but we managed to get through that because we have the mindset of take it as it comes and we'll just do what we need to do. And we ended up getting through that. We didn't change the date. A lot of people were like canceling things and trying to push it. And we decided, no, this is our day. We want to keep this as our day. And uh, we had to reduce the guest list, obviously. So we had 38 people show up to the wedding, just uh, immediate families and wedding party. And we uh, managed to have a nice little party. So we ended up getting married uh, at the same ranch where we spent the three days after our proposal as well. So it was it worked out really well for us. But Yeah, so... Uh, that Christmas card that year, we ended up, I wore my mom's 1980s wedding gown and that ended up being also our wedding invite. So our Christmas card was now our wedding invite, um, which was super fun. And we got like fun pictures in that. Um, and then, yeah, flash forward to canceling the wedding, yeah, dropping it from 550, 600 to 38, um, as much as it was really challenging when doing it, right? I have this whole wedding fully planned. We got married in June, of course, like in 2020. So of course this is like three months out, everything is planned, everything's booked. Um, and canceling it was really, really hard. However, looking back, thank goodness that it got canceled. And we had 38 of our closest people who were yeah. able to in love with us. And then we bought a house instead. 
So oh yeah, <laughs> so funny. Like like in the moment, I was devastated. I remember that the first day we canceled everything. We knew it wasn't safe. We canceled everything. I just watched P.S. I Love You. We just like cried all day because we were so sad about it. But yeah, it's interesting. Those things that aren't meant to be for you won't be for you, right? That huge wedding. Um, we might have a five year anniversary, have a big party, but having it really intimate and just being able to marry the man that I'm obsessed with and still obsessed with to this day. Um, in like in front of all of our friends and family was so beautiful and on the wedding day it hailed awful everywhere and everything in june was, in june in it june. hailed awful wow um but somehow it circled our our where our wedding was like probably by like not even a kilometer and my brother-in-law was like oh listen this happens all the time it'll just circle where we're at he told me the next day he goes that doesn't happen. <laughs> I was trying to make you feel better, but it did. So it completely circled us. So it didn't hail on us at all. And we got the most beautiful dynamic pictures like of the storms in the background, beautiful wedding photos also taken by Lori Lurie. Of course, we had to make that transfer over. Um, and when we were driving out, there was probably a half a foot of hail, in like the in the ditch, oh, yeah. everything was hail, but not for us. It was, it yeah. ended up being beautiful and perfect. And um, yeah, at the time it was so, so devastating, but looking back now, we're so grateful that that's what happened. So I have to ask the obvious question. Was your Christmas card that year, a picture and a caption that said all hail the happy couple? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Um, that year we were in COVID and we had toilet paper everywhere. We had, um, Tiger King on the background in our house. We in, like, <laughs> remember that, right? We were in a, we were had yeah. all COVID staples around us um, and just like just took it in our house. So to, to commemorate that. So we have been doing it from, from skis, I guess, what year is this now? This is, uh, this will be year 12. Yeah. 12 mm -hmm. years. In it. Yeah. So Steve, you were single when you started, then you two became a pair. And when did things evolve into a family? Yeah, so our son is almost two. So he was born in 2022, which was, oh man, he's so fun. And people often told us, they were like, oh, you guys are in for it. Your kids are going to be crazy. And both of us are like, yeah. well, we hope so. I don't know what to do with a kid who's not. Yeah. I yeah. hope he's insane. I don't like, want a boring kid. Yeah, we're like, we're like, if he's like, if he like enjoys like, you know, the quieter things, like, I don't know what to do with that. Crazy's good. We, <laughs> we know how to handle crazy. Um, and that he is, he is hilarious and just like the, like the apple of our eye and, and Steve is the best dad in the entire world. Um, and watching him become a dad has been so exciting. So last year was our first Christmas card with, with Logan. Um, he was a baby, so he couldn't do anything too crazy, but this year he's a toddler. So we have some fun plans for any, this year. any hints. Um, let's just say it will be photoshopped and Logan will not actually be in danger. <laughs> okay disclaimer yeah. disclaimer um and i mean people were like well you know the kid now you have to be less risky i'm like just being a mom doesn't mean that i can't be any less fun or any less provocative <laughs> so, <laughs> so um let's just yeah that's the other, the now, other now the goal is to create cards that he'll be embarrassed of when he's a teenager so <laughs> i mean we've already got 10 years of that i so. think you've done that already <laughs> oh, yeah yeah, and when he Googles us, he's like, Mom, Dad, we're like, yep, you know, you know who you were getting born into. <laughs> we had a conversation the other day about the legacy of the card now, Nancy. So we're wondering, will, will Logan want to take this on himself as he grows up? Oh, right. <laughs> and with the transition or 
I guess we could say succession planning. Succession planning. <laughs> and it's like, how do we ensure we don't force this onto our son? Like, <laughs> like it's a business, really. Well, as Alyssa says, though, I mean, he could Google it. And there is quite a bit of material out there because everybody loves this story. We yeah. were so excited to find it, but it turns out you've had a fair bit of attention because of these cards. That first card with the two of us went quite viral. So we were on a couple different news outlets. We were on a couple different like online blogs. Um, there's a couple like reasons why I think that happened, but you go first. Why do you think, why do you think we, people really took off and really liked that, that one? Well, one, I, I think the picture itself, um, is phenomenal. I really enjoy it. That's my favorite one and will forever be my favorite one. But I think um, the story that comes involved with it with Bachelor meets his, his uh, match uh, through risque Christmas cards. Um, but I just I just feel like doing it by yourself for, for so long it is only funny when it starts to become sad. <laughs> I guess. But Alyssa, like finding somebody who shares your comedic values and is willing to put themselves out there. She really adds this just zest to this card. And obviously that's not the goal. Like I, I didn't want to meet someone that could be a model on my card. Uh, this was something that we decided to do together. And I think that's why it's so special to me and why it means so much to me. It's, it's not just like a symbol it, to me. It's, it's everything. Like this is the first real photo I have of, my everything essentially right so mm -hmm. it it means a lot to me and i just love the fact that so many other people enjoy it and a lot of people have fun with it and uh, there's some other things that came out of it but um that's why i think it's gotten so much attention anyways oh well i've got to pick up on there's some other things that came out of it dot 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 yeah so this was a time i want to say this is roughly the 2018 when photo credit was getting a lot of attention where potentially someone will share a photo and not give credit. So right. what happened is there was a, uh, I won't a, celebrity. a celebrity that took the card and Photoshopped his face on Alyssa's and he <gasps> on mine and shared it, but didn't give credit, which no created way. a little bit of a stir uh, where this, uh, his uh, Instagram ended up getting taken down. And he reached out to us as apologizing and saying, and we weren't upset. We thought no, it was hilarious. A bunch of other photographers were upset about it. Right. Um, and then we ended up getting bullied on yeah. social media. Some people Come laughed on. because his yeah. Instagram got shut down and they blamed us. And so we get oh the, the ugly side of social media. Yeah. yeah. So that was the unfun side of it. But again, there's two, two, two sides to every coin, right? You can look at like the fun side, you can look at the unfun side and also just take it. Sometimes it's not, it wasn't super fun that one year, but we still like carried on and we're like, no, it yeah. still feels really good. This isn't has nothing to do with us. This has to do with the situation. Let's continue it on and make it, make it continue the legacy. And then there'd be a few other examples where it'd be like a Christmas party at a, at a fun bar in uh, a town <laughs> like two days drive away and it's our picture like come out and, and have fun and like our eyes are lined out and our friends are stabbing pigs like look at this it's yeah hilarious. so honestly we love it and from my perspective i think why it kind of d d did so well is i think we're just like we're not models right we're like your friends next door we're like your yeah. friends we're like anybody right and i think people can really relate to us and like seeing that you can be really fun and really exciting and maybe i can talk a little bit about what our parents thought like of that first one my mom was like honey you want to go into like marketing, right? And public relations. You want to be a professional. Um, 
people like maybe like hinder your career. And I was like, if someone doesn't like this, they're not going to like me. This is just like, this is an epitome of who I am. Um, and people said the same to Steve and both of us kind of landed our first, um, careers, like our first in because of the cards. Whereas my, my role, um, that really kind of skyrocketed my career at the end, they were like, you're that Christmas card girl, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, I am. And they're like, that's so funny. We have it posted all over. Um, so I think it just goes to show that if you're authentic, that you're authentic, the things that like are going to be for you, people who are going to be in that same vibe as you are going to like it. Um, even though it can be scary because other people are like, that is ridiculous. Um, but find, find your, your people, right? Find your yes. people the same, the same mentality as you. I love your attitude. And, and even in the way you answered your mom, you know, why am I going to create an image of myself to please others when I can just be myself? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So first, I, I guess what I want to ask, how has being a parent changed your relationship? Oh, great mm. question. You, why don't you go first? You take it first. Becoming a parent is something that I've always wanted. It's, um, it's been the greatest promotion I've ever had. It's been just the the best 21 months and change. You read about it, you, people tell you stories about it, but nothing prepares you until you actually do it. So the strength that we've been able to build on our relationship after having a child, because there's a lot of compromises that you have to have before and understanding before but once we get into like the nitty gritty of being a parent, like there's a lot of flexibility that has to come with that. And we've managed to like hit that head on and actually become even stronger in my opinion yeah. than we were ever were. And I don't know, we always used to make excuses like, oh, I got time to do that. Oh, I'll do that later. I don't know what I used to do at the time <laughs> before having a kid. Now it's like the kid goes down for a nap and I'm power cleaning for an hour. We're power cleaning for an hour. And the amount of stuff you can get done in that little window of time, it's like, how did I ever think I never had time to do anything? So yeah. I, I think it's just, it's always evolving, always changing, but it's always for the best. And yes, we've, we've had like struggles, not necessarily struggles, but we've had like learnings along the way of where um, like I need to maybe help out a little bit more, be more accountable or um, our communication needed to improve quite a bit, obviously, but it's been, it's been an exciting wild ride and I wouldn't change a second of it. Yeah. And for me, um, I was actually speaking on a panel uh, of like mothers in business and how you can, can manage the two. And I was very quick to check our privilege. We have both of our grandmas, right. both of our grandparents in town or 40 minutes away. So we are able to like once a week, typically we go on a date night, whether that looks like, you know, going out just for dinner or going out somewhere, the grandmas are, and grandpas are very happy to babysit. Um, so checking that, like that's, we kind of treat our marriage like our first kid, right? So that needs just as much love and support as our child does, but that could only happen, number one, with when you grandparents who can do that. And number two, when you have a partner who wants to be an equal contributor. So we both can work and we can both like grow our careers and both grow our marriage together. Um, because I'm not so exhausted all the time. I have that time to myself. I have that time to be able to be myself and be who Alyssa is and be who Steve is. Um, I think that's been the catalyst of being able to keep our marriage like continuing to grow. And after having a super traumatic birth, watching 
my husband be able to support me through something that I didn't think I'd ever be able to kind of get through was so beautiful to be able to see that another level of that dynamics, the dynamics of him, right? That you wouldn't see otherwise, him being able to take care of me and our son into a level that I am so grateful for. That's beautiful. Alyssa, you talk about who you are and who he is. What do you love most about who Steve is? To this day, I still love how he truly believes that anything is possible and things will just work out, right? We've also had to talk a little bit about the invisible tasks of the reason why things mm. work out is because someone is doing a lot of the tasks, right? <laughs> but that belief of just things are good, people are good, good things will happen to good people is something that he continues to show on, to like throw on to me. So when I'm like, oh, this happened and this happened, he goes, people are good, good things will work out. And when I am allowed to sit in that mentality, I'm like, things do work out. And then they typically do, even if like the wedding where it feels like it's the end of the world, years later, you're like, that makes a lot of sense. So his ability to just see the beautiful bright side of things is, is one of my favorites. The second is his ability to, when he walks into a room, everybody lights up, um, is still watching him do his thing with other people is just so exciting. He makes people feel seen. And I don't know many people who can do that so naturally. Oh. Beautiful answer. Steve, that's a hard act to follow, but <laughs> that is a tough act to follow. But um, when you've been with someone so amazing for so long, it's it's fairly easy to answer. The way that Alyssa carries herself is unlike anybody I've ever met in my life. So people naturally gravitate towards her because of what she exudes, like the confidence she exudes, that she always makes people feel like they're in a safe space, which can be a blessing and a curse <laughs> at the same time. People will just come up to her and be like, Hi, I've read a lot about you. I heard a lot about you. Oh, by the way, these are all my problems. And so it like, kind of gets trapped in that corner, but she likes to make space for other people. And that's what I mean by she's so empathetic. She's so caring, nurturing, and she's just so full of love that it's one of the most amazing things about her. She also has the work ethic, unlike anyone else I've ever met in my life. If she sets her mind to something, she doesn't half-ass anything. There is no 50%, 75%, it is 100% all the way, and she will see it through. And she not only does it for herself, but she will pick up people along the way and bring them up. She'll, she's just always willing to throw you on your back if you need help. She's just the most incredible wife, mother, and partner that any schmuck like me could ask for. So um, I find myself very lucky. She's just incredible. Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels that I want to just be your friend. <laughs> I bet everybody out there listening is, how can I just be friends with these two? And how do I get their Christmas card? <laughs> so at least answer that for me. So we ended up sending like almost 700 one year. Mm -hmm. And of course with postage and we're like, okay, this is officially where we have too many now. Like it was taking us weeks to like, and we would hand write all of oh, the, yeah. so now we just do friends and family for actual Christmas cards. Um, but we always post it on our Instagrams. So my Instagram shout out, shameless plug, um, Alyssa S McMasters. Good. Um, that's where we'll have it probably in the next couple of weeks it'll be out so this year oh, okay well you two are a tonic in a world that is pretty heavy right now and i just want to say thank you so much for all the joy you bring thank you for having us thank we really you. appreciate the opportunity to come on and speak with you Nancy. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centres. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. We love sharing love stories of all kinds, and that could include yours. So do you or someone you know have an uplifting tale to tell? Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram using at Canadian Love Map or email producer at podstarter.io. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map.